So I was talking about um, coyotes the other day, and you know that's a subject that we like to talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah, you do bring it up a fair amount. I like coyotes. Sue me. I see them a lot in Griffith Park, and so I was. I had this whole thought where it's like, coyotes make sense where we are. There's mountains nearby. You know, there's a lot of wilderness and shit like that. And we know that there are 10,000 coyotes that live in the major LA metropolitan area. So we have learned to cohabitate with them. But th- then there was this report of uh, coyotes in Venice Beach. Oh, that really blew my mind. Beach coyotes. I mean, think about that. Think about how emboldened these pieces of shit have to be to just hang out on the beach where we tourists, you know what I mean? Come on. Right. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking tourists you know, wearing their flip-flops and a, a Yodi strolls by. Like, <laughs> what are they thinking? They don't know. I, I, I thought that was like, that really captured my imagination because again, like we, coyotes are bold here. Like they'll just walk down your street like, hey, what's up? You got a cat I can eat? That's fine. Because we have this like relationship. Yeah, polite about it, you know. I mean that that's what I love about him. Yeah, you saw Coyote when when we were here, and he almost ate a child in front of us, which would not have been polite. And we were like, "No, you can't." And, and he was like, like "Oh, cool." <laughs> he ran off. No, I, I think about that all the time because it's just like, okay, a beach coyote again makes sense if they're close to the mountains over here. They have to hunt. They go a mile away from their hunting ground, but like that's that's twenty miles to the coast. Like, I what's going on there? So, so Texas is frozen over. Uh, is California yeah. is, is not on fire anymore, right? Is that done? Is that like donezo over? I have yeah, no. Up with the fire news. Yeah, we're good. We're all contained over here. Okay. So yeah. well, like one disaster at a time. That's good. I was going to say like maybe the fires are driving them out to the beaches, you know, to the touristy areas. Mm-mm. No, you can't make excuses. Hey, you're going in there trying to explain it. You're a coyote apologist, and you're like, well, if humans wouldn't burn shit, <laughs> you're like, no. It's actually on my resume. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Microsoft Excel, coyote apologist. You know, I'm trying. How, how often does that uh, come into play in your professional skill set? Not yet, but who knows? You know, <laughs> who, who is to say, like, who needs someone to edit an avid or to fucking right. apologize you never know when someone's gonna stand up, be like, "Hey, uh, we got a coyote apologist in the house," and you're you've been waiting your whole fucking life for Destiny to call. But you just gotta I, pick up I'm that phone. Attention, I'm at the water cooler. <laughs> across the oh way. god, yeah. yeah. Uh, beach coyotes are my favorite thing in the world now. I've discovered because I feel like that's a sitcom or that's like an animated show about coyotes who are unwanted in society, but they don't care. All right, they like the white sands. What? Yeah. All right. They like low tide. Why, yeah. Why can't they? Get, why can't they get on the in on that low tide? You know. You, I like that a coyote has a preference to the mood. He's just like, I don't care. Looter tides are weird to me. Um, yeah. I. I just. I wish that we did have a more. Uh, you know, coexisting relationship with a lot of different animals. You know, like I told you when I was looking up Nairobi. There's just fucking giraffes that are like, hey, it's downtown Nairobi, but I'm a giraffe. I'm looking at you on the 12th floor. That's awesome. Why don't we have that relationship here in the States with anything? The skyscrapers and everything like, hey, yeah, like you got any trees around here or whatever? Well, I, I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong here? Like that that would be pretty magical? Or do you think it's because all it takes is one giraffe attack and it's over? You've seen giraffes, how they attack. They're, they're vicious. They're assholes. I've never seen. Well, I've seen giraffes fight. And they like bang their necks together. And I'm like, right. That's, that's a- right. <laughs> why, why don't we ever think about giraffes as modern dinosaurs? It's because I, I think if I can answer my own question that I just brought up, yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah. But also like we associate <laughs> beyond biological uh, distribution of children, we associate them with, with like lizards or birds, right? That's what we think. But we're talking about what's the thing that that's alive that resembles the most like a brontosaurus? It would be a giraffe. Where it's like a big fucking lumbering creature with a long neck for some reason so it can eat trees? Like what? what right. Well, I've told you, I get shitty. You know, I get shitty all the time about that. It's like elephants have tusks when they could have developed, you know, uh, diplomacy. That right. pisses me off. And same thing with, with the giraffes. They got the long necks because what? You got to get a food? Fuck you. That's lazy. I don't buy it. Like, there's food on the ground, and like, fucking predators are probably nibbling on your uh, giraffe legs or whatever while you're eating <laughs> trees. Like, come on. Like, how did they get this far? That's my question, right? Because you figured evolutionarily, they, maybe they looked at the ground food and said, that's beneath me, you know? So they looked up and they're like, oh. we're going to get there. But it took billions of years for them to evolve to the point. How did they live through the epochs before? Were they just like the elites? They just shamed the other lions and predators into thinking like, oh, like we're above you. Don't worry about it. Like just fight the other zebras or whatever. They were the ruling class. They were like, hey, lion, don't fuck with me. I'm a god. Do you see this neck that's growing? Well, not yet. That's fine. Give it a couple milli. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe, yeah. Maybe just the existence of the growing neck was enough for them to be like, hey, like, <laughs> you know. Again, this is preordained, bro. Billions of years it would take for that to kick in. So I'm just wondering how they didn't starve to death in the meantime. Did they just hang out near smaller trees? Was it just like, you know how they do with like African tribes where they put the rings around women's neck to make them longer? Is it similar evolutionarily? That, that's the million dollar question, Christian. It's the question I'm asking myself all the time. <laughs> Anthropologists have fucking nightmares trying to answer this question. Do you think I'm going to answer it? There's probably like a very clear reason why, but I don't know it. So yeah. let's speculate wildly, you know? Do, do you think that uh, horses don't like giraffes just because... Like, if you look at a giraffe, it's a horse with a long neck. Like, nothing else is different about it. Right. It's got four legs. It's got, it's a mammal, etc. It's an asshole. That that tracks. They're related there, right? Horses are, are horrifying. I'm saying this as yeah. people who is writing a script called Horse Cops, but that's not because I revere them. I think they're monsters. Yeah, they, they are monsters. They're, they're the wolves in sheep's clothing, you know, not to, you know, uh, bank on animals too much here. But like, yeah, like I, I watched a documentary about horses and I've talked about it on this podcast. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, man, they, they fucking they kill their young if they don't walk immediately. I watched this documentary where like a fucking alpha horse picks up like this little this little, you know, fucking baby horse gets born. And it's walking, it's trying to walk, but it can't quite stand up. And this alpha horse immediately comes up 30 seconds after birth and thrashes it to death. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's a horse Hitler situation, right? Because that, like, I'm not being a shithead. I mean this. Like, you know, that's what we did with dogs. Dogs don't show you when they're in pain because right. our cave fathers, they were like, that one's in pain. Let's kill it. Like we bred out fucking weakness and dogs. They won't show their pain. And so it's the same thing with these horses. It's like, that seems like a horse who, who wants his, if we could talk about Nazi ruins from last episode, he wants his Nazi horse ruins to be around 500 years from now. He is fucking making sure that every horse that actually walks this earth is up to a certain snuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, horses, uh, horses are running around and they're still out there and they're still fucking <laughs> they're in the still water. out there. <laughs> and it, it scares me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I, I took a, a road trip with my dad, like a good 10 years ago and there are still wild horses out it's, there, man. I, I saw one. Yeah, no, I saw one when we were driving from uh, the East coast and 
it really is like one of the weirdest things that you can see, right? Because I've seen horses my whole life. We, we grew up in Florida, and especially a part of Florida that still had some farmland next to it. So we would see horses, I think, pretty pretty regularly. But then you see them out in the open. You're like, yeah, where you're, are you supposed to be, horse? To that they're all corralled and domesticated. <laughs> no, there's some horses out there who don't play by our rules, man. Yeah. Playing by horse rules. Yeah, they're wearing, there's leather jackets and smoking cloves. And they're like, show. I mean, because that's the scariest thing in my, in the more, I think, like, as I get older, I get, the thing I'm more scared of is like, <laughs> sorry. The thing I'm most scared of, I was going to say, is like home invasion, right? Like, that freaks me out now that I'm older and have a home. And, yeah. and like, that's a thing that I think about more, but if you were to add like the fact that it was just a bunch of pissed off teenage horses breaking into homes, nightmare, yeah. that's my worst yeah. fear. Just kill me now. You, like no problem. Yeah. Like even as an accident. And that's something not to give a, you know, too much away the horse before the cart or whatever, but like <laughs> yeah. written that into our script, but like horses have the power to kill you on accident, you know, yeah. just something they can do. Desires are relevant. A horse just has to kill sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, what about in the hierarchy of giraffes, horses, and say zebras? You know, mm -hmm. like because I feel like, look, donkeys. I love donkeys. I love them, but they're not on right. the same level. And I think they know that. They've spent their lives being the cousin Oliver, the redheaded stepchild of of the horse world. But you know, yeah. zebras are like the horses of Africa. I guess that's yeah. camels, but zebras. Well, I say like, you know, like uh, Patrick Swayze is the poor man's Kurt Russell. Like uh, zebras are the poor man's horse, if we're being really honest. You know, have really? you ever- You think so? Yeah, I'd say so. Would you not? Well, I would I say that I, 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 I think there's an exoticism to it. I'd say this, that like, because camels are ubiquitous in, in the same region- people right. ride camels so there seems to be more of a utility for camels and less of a utility for zebras there's more of a utility for horses because sure. everyone sort of used at the same time weren't horses an advent of the old world quote unquote like horses weren't here until columbus i thought do you think it's like a cultural thing like in terms of like shouldn't we all be riding camels is that not the superior <laughs> or like an animal like they store water in these weird tumorous humps right. or whatever the you know uh, no i think camels camels are the uh the like the train to horses as planes you know what i mean like it's like yeah it's more efficient if you got time but who's got time time is money ride a horse you know it's quicker you okay. get to where you're going like to. a camel is like a prius and like a horse is like a jaguar totally totally yes a finicky piece of shit that sometimes might kill you but the camel you don't hear about camel attacks i mean maybe, maybe you do it's not like they're riding around here but well, best car I ever had was a Prius, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, people made fun of it and rightly so it was a hatchback, whatever. Oh but God. If you had the worst me. Prius, <laughs> you could have had like 16 different versions of the Prius. You got the hatchback. I agree with everyone. Shame deer gaming you for sure. You know, it was the best fucking car I've ever had. Got 50 miles to the gallon, just like the camel. Yeah. That'd be great if you had to, if you could quantify the amount of mileage you get out of a camel. Like, what's the miles per gallon on a camel? You could probably do that, like without gas being involved. You could see, like, what's the distance that a camel can keep walking continuously versus a horse? Well, here's something, a piece of history that I don't know enough. Okay. Is that like, did horse salesmen or camel salesmen back <laughs> in the day? Like, I'm sorry. I had a vision of a used horse salesman, and it's exactly like a used car salesman. 
Well, she's only got 30,000 miles on her, but she gets 50 miles of water gallon. She's got a comb over and a fucking handle brooms, a broom uh, handle mustache and shit like that, smoking cigarettes. His yeah, kid, he had to bring his kid to the too. office. I, I know what's up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Amazing. Uh, okay, sorry. What's the question you were going to ask? I didn't mean to, well, I just like, use horse salesman blew my mind. Yeah, how can you speak to the qualities of a horse or a zebra or a camel right. without you know, knowing? Where was the 10-year, 100,000 warranty on the horse, right? Like, you couldn't hold someone account. You took that horse off the lot. First of all, it lost a third of its value the minute you walked off the lot with that horse, you know? But secondly, what happens if you're two towns over, you know, and then it, that horse fucking dies on you? What, are you going to go yeah, back? The, the, the <laughs> check horse light comes on, and you're like, fuck, all right. God damn it. <laughs> I just mean, like, how do you hold those people accountable? I bet that, like, maybe that's where used car salesmen, like, stereotypes come from. It's an antiquated thing that we adopted from the, from yeah, from the Old West with the used horse salesmen. I can only imagine that that's how it went down, that that's exactly how it went down. Because <laughs> how else would it have gone down? Oh, here's a horse. I don't know what it's going to do. Like, here's, give me 3,000 bucks. Like, what, how did that work? Well, again, so you're saying that you, you're positing an alternate American history where the camel was an option, at least an option. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, we have electric vehicles. You can still get internal combustion. You can still get gas stuff. Like, why wasn't the camel available? Yeah. I mean, like, it can go long distances without drinking water. It's right. got, like, these weird humps. Those humps freak me out. That's man. what it is. You save money. It's like with the Prius, you save money on the amount of times you fill up the gas, right? You save the amount of times you have to give a camel water, you know, long term. Thank you. Why <laughs> did the camel not become more ubiquitous over here? You know, I think we can start it. I th here's the thing. We should put ourselves in a first position. Eventually, these nukes are going to go off. You know it. I know it. Okay. Right. What? We're going to fuck around with horses? No. I'm not going to go back to the old ways. I think we should get a camel stable ready. We put it underground. We sit right. on that. That's an investment. We wait 30 years until the palms go off. Yeah. Then And then we, we start over. And this time, fuck horses. Maybe a zebra. Maybe they deserve okay. some time over here. Might but, be a bit of a swerve, but like, what is it in roaches that makes them nuke resistant? Because can we enlarge that, put it on the camels, and then we have nuke resistant, you know, camel horses? Well, I first of all, I like that if we had that technology, we wouldn't immediately use it for ourselves. <laughs> You're like, radiation poisoning is a human disease, all right? It's a luxury, but a camel, camel don't know. <laughs> so I think about, I'm like, that's incredible. I, 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 I would. I would like to just very quickly swerve to why we haven't studied cockroaches for our own fucking selfish needs, you know? Like, I'm, what's up with yeah, that? Like, like, what do cockroaches have going on aside from eating, you know, like small, like little nuggets of food that I leave behind? Like, what, what are they doing that's so right. much better than the rest of us, you know? I they agree. Can, I, 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 there's this common misconception that like roaches like shit. And I'm like, that's flies. Flies like shit. Roaches are just scavenging for food. That's why you'll see them in trash compactors and like wherever there's just excess food to be had. Sure. So, I, but, but here's the thing. You can crush a cockroach and if you don't crush it the right way, it'll reinflate itself and get back up. Yeah. So what are we doing? Where is, where's the Seth Brundle of this world who is trying to like put a cockroach in a telepod and, like and we and, gotta survive. <laughs> Texas is frozen. Like we gotta fucking pull out all the stops here. I don't. Know. I do like that. Like as a California, when California was on fire, there was no like, hey, ring the bells, guys. But now that Texas is frozen, we're like, holy shit, we gotta get on with this.
Well, I, I did see a tweet recently, not to make it political or whatever, but like where Ted Cruz himself was like, oh, when Texas freezes over, I'll believe in climate change. And then here <laughs> he is, not believing in climate change. Well, we'll we'll make sure to put a picture of Ted Cruz and says cannot rent uh, a camel. You know what I mean? We'll make sure he's excluded pretty hardcore. One guy that'll teach him. That'll teach him a lesson. That's our First Amendment. You know, like the United States Constitution says freedom of speech and uh, and a peaceful assembly and freedom of religion. But we say Ted Cruz cannot fucking have a camel. That'll make him hop on Roach Twitter and be like, guys, I was wrong. Uh, (laughs) That'll do it. I did see one, one fake uh, tweet about him that did crack me up, or it's just like, I would never do this unless it was important, which it was. Mm-hmm. I had just mm-hmm. seen the movie Coco, and I needed to know, are skeletons real? Are guitars real? I had to know. And I was like, that is the most, I wish he had actually said that, because that would be the most I have ever liked Ted Cruz, ever. That's adorable that he would watch Coco and be like, wait a minute, that's my call to action. I need to go to Mexico. I still have not seen Coco, full disclosure. Oh, um, God, I so love, good. I, yeah, I mean, I do almost love making Ted Cruz adorable because he is, like, cartoonishly evil at this point. He's like an overinflated bag of shit that just walks around and calls himself a senator, you know? Yeah, Ted, 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 Ted Cruz is, it, like, if we saw him in a film, we would say, that's unbelievable. I don't, that doesn't seem real to me. You know, we would call bullshit on that character. <laughs> it's like the same when we watch Ford versus Ferrari and Josh Lucas is just literally any bad guy at a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just going to oppose the protagonist <laughs> for no reason. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What has to happen to you? I don't know. I thought the beard would have changed him. I really did. I thought the beard would have made him yeah. like think a little differently, but it didn't happen. He had that 2018 spat with Beto where he mm-hmm. almost lost and he grew that beard to be cool. And I thought yeah. maybe we'll be more cool. And then I immediately <laughs> thought, no, that's stupid. Well, Why he- that? <laughs> and then cool came to Texas and he's like, this is uh, not my brand. And then got on a plane right. to fucking Mexico. He can't fucking be associated with cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was my daughter's fault. Lol. Right. I mean, like, dude, if you wanted to have a bingo of uh, political, uh, whatever the opposite of or ca- political cowardice, it was yeah. that like, hey, how quick until he blames his wife and or children for this? Ex- quick before Jesus you can even Christ. ask that question. Yeah. What a, what a good guy. The thing is, you can almost always count on him to do the worst possible thing. He's as close to a sure thing as possible. And that's in these days. Come on. That's almost like what makes him a, a ki- kind of low level adorable to me, you know, <laughs> and you've got your fucking arms on your head. You're like, yeah, yeah. Go. I'm yeah done. No, I, <laughs> he's the guy. He's the, the evil Disney villain at every turn. And I kind of love him for it. He's almost approaching Lindsey Graham levels of like, he's just being a fucking awful, awful Disney villain right now. Listen, you know, M. Night tried to make Tales from the Crypt and couldn't get it made. And I'm sitting here being like, Lindsey Graham, like he's available. He's certainly not, you know, being a senator. <laughs> so, And yeah, if not Lindsey Graham, then Ted Cruz, you know, get him in there. You know, talking about. <laughs> well, fucking- other, other than the resemblance he has to Crypty, I don't. Ben yeah. Democrats, you yeah. know. Anyway, here's Chop Booker. <laughs> So I have this other thing, you know, not that I want to get too far off the Ted Cruz's and the camels of the world, but I, I, well, I, I don't like spiders and you know this about me. I'm not a spider guy. I and do know that. 
yeah. I, I think I once shamed you for making me care about a spider. You told me a story about a woman who cared for the same spider for like five years and then he died. And I was just like, what the I'm, fuck? I'm like, like so touched that you remember that story. Yeah. That was like episode three. That's like, that's like a fucking callback. Yeah. I remember everything. Mostly we talk about everything you say, everything I say, wild card. about 30% do I retain, but most of the stuff you say. But so I found this thing, which is like, hey, spider poison doesn't really exist in the same way that if you put ex- like stuff for mice and if you have an infestation of ants, like there is a cocktail. We figured it out. Science figured it out how to repel these things long term. Right. Yeah. And we don't really have that for spiders. And what yeah. they tell you when they spray for spiders <laughs> is that like, by the way, you're probably going to see a lot of spiders in the next couple of days. <laughs> like, why <laughs> more spiders <laughs> well because what it does is like well it draws them out because they're going crazy and i'm like so the like just so you know the last thing i need to fucking hear is someone who hates spiders already is that like i tried to kill them i came at the king and i missed and now that spider is on the fucking loose looking for answers you know what i'm saying that is horrifying like omar little of spiders <laughs> I seriously, I'm just sitting there being like, this spider don't give a fuck. No one can take this spider down. The gall, you know what I mean? Right. Have you had a recent like fucking brush with spiders? What's going on? I just like, I live in California, which is a desert. We keep forgetting it's a desert next to a beach. Like it's still a desert and there's spiders everywhere. And and I was thinking about that. I was looking like, ah, maybe we should get this place uh, sprayed before summer because summer's like, hey, we're spiders. We're out now. Like, yeah. you know, spiders yeah. are like Canadians. They just want to be in the sun during during the cold times. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's like, I'm terrified of them. And I knew they were out here in such full force last summer that I'm like, let's preemptively strike them. You know, this is totally like a let's bomb Russia before they can rush uh, bomb us situation. I, I have a confession to make. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. And there was a spider who made a little nest in my bathroom on the radiator, and I left him alone. I didn't do shit about it. And then winter came, and the radiator turned on, and it melted his web, and I still didn't do anything. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that guy died. I'm yeah. Sure dead spider. Well, I'm fine with that because you know what? You were both being a pacifist, which I appreciate, and mm-hmm. killed that spider. <laughs> like you killed him with inaction, which is literally what Hamlet's about. So you're in good company. You know what I'm saying? I like, was thinking about Hamlet the whole time. <laughs> I wish we had a camera watching your face, watching the spider as the. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I've said before on this podcast that I subscribe to uh, the Reddit, um, the subreddit, uh, spiders or spiders. And, oh, uh, you know, just to kind of like, uh, what's the word like inoculate or sort of like kind of desensitized sure desensitized yeah. to, to the concept of spiders and it kind of worked like some of them are kind of cute i'm kind of into it not into it but i appreciate him i have a problem for a couple of reasons like i thought it was the extra legs because the day i have eight every other insect has six and it's because they need two more to creep through your fucking nightmares a little bit more quickly it's not that it's the eyes it's the eyes. Mm. It's that I'm never out of view. Like, like spiders are the original big brother. Like they have a fucking angle of everything everywhere. And it's like, there's no sneaking up on a spider. Let's just be real about that. They know when you're coming, which makes it even more badass. Whenever you come with like a chincleta, like a, like a flip flop or something, and you're going to kill yeah. that thing. And it's like, I'm not moving bitch. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm a spider. You know what I mean? And I respect that. I respect it, but I still need to kill it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I still have like that sort of like lizard brain reaction to spiders, but yeah. I fight it, you know, I'm like, that's a living thing. Let it just be. It'll catch like maybe yeah. a fly or something. But Rebecca like, says that. My friend Rebecca is like, it's fauna and flora and they're the building blocks of all life. And I'm like, fuck, I don't care. Like, how dare you? It's a like creepy crawly and I want to kill it. Yeah, you know, like I, I get very Christian after I watch something like fucking Planet Earth and, you know, <laughs> David Attenborough or whoever, Richard Attenborough is like, oh, the spiders are part of the wildlife and they're going to catch yeah. all the flies and the living things. Isn't it beautiful? And it's like, nah, not really. But like, you know, whatever. I'll let them be. As long as they're tiny. That's the thing. It's like, as long as I don't have to think about it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm good. But again, it brings me back to thinking about our ancestors when they got to Australia. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, a two foot spider. I would just, Harry Carey, just kill me. Like, without the honor, by the way, I would just be like the biggest bitch killing myself because I don't want right. to live in that world. Yeah. No, who would? Who fucking would? Like, as long as they're like a centimeter or smaller, I'm good with it. If they're like an inch or bigger, mm, I don't know. You know, here's the thing. Like- why don't we why don't we reprogram ourselves? I was listening to an astronaut do a TED talk. Um, As one does. Uh, I want to find out his name because I, I I I feel Chris Hadfield. Chris Hadfield is a is a um, is an astronaut. He's done many missions there and stuff like that. And he did a TED talk that I listened to. It was only about 13 minutes. It was really interesting. This cat yeah. went blind in space, okay. like he was out doing a spacewalk and he lost his vision. And he wrapped it all around this, where he's like, have you ever been walking down the street? Maybe it's night, you know, whatever. And you walk and you go through a spider web and your entire nervous system freaks the fuck out. You immediately start thrashing and like, ah, spider, 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 spider. Here's the thing about spiders. 1% of spiders are poisonous. That's it. 1%. So like at worst, there's a creepy crawly that can't hurt you on your face. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and the whole point was like, he was relating it to when you're in space and you start going blind, maybe you need to not freak out. Maybe if you can reprogram yourself to understand what the 1% versus the 99% is, it's something that you can overcome. And I, that was the most I've ever been confident that I can get over my spider fear. Like, I was like, you're right. Like they're gross looking, but they can't kill me. And I think if I just get over the idea of like, it poses no actual danger. Like a lot of these phobias are made in childhood. They're irrational mm-hmm. in nature. You know that they're irrational in nature. Like a spider can't really hurt me unless it's that brown recluse or anything in Australia. But still, but it, we have that the response. Yeah. Yeah, that's the danger, though. Like, is that like you'll let your guard down, and then the one <laughs> percent right. of the spiders. <laughs> you know who in. shares that video more than anyone? Brown recluses. They love Chris Hadfield. They're like, right. what a hero to the spider community that he's allowing people to get reckless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is the, the danger and that is the fear that I live with now going yeah. forward. I didn't before, but thanks for that new phobia. Here's something. Do we, do, do, do we get ethical about animals in space now? We certainly weren't in the past. Like we put monkeys and dogs and we just like left them there. Put a fucking dog up there and just launch it into space. See what happens. It dies. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> shocker but i guess what i'm saying now is like why haven't we why haven't we gone to space and been like we're bringing spiders <laughs> like is that what we're scared of because there's radiation I mean, out there <laughs> yeah because like what if we 
find out that oh shit spiders can live out there or roaches oh my god oh my god because that's the thing we don't seem to realize so so science fiction has made us believe that if we go out into space without our helmets we freeze instantly that is not what happens it's a transfer of heat there's a vacuum so heat transfers very slowly you can be out in space for like 10 minutes without dying i mean from exposure you'll die from lack of oxygen that's different (laughs) but it's not gonna be great it's not gonna be great but i think that's an interesting thing to point out that like we talked about how nuke proof these fucking roaches are like why haven't we and maybe we have maybe i'm talking shit but it just seems like we don't talk about us bringing other bio organisms into space anymore and that's really what the next step would be to see like let's put a roach out into space and hopefully the radiation doesn't make it grow <laughs> like that's a logical next step <laughs> like a space roach with a little space helmet and like a little nasa fucking space suit <laughs> I was hoping you 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 had like a situation room president. He's like, God damn it, it's the next logical step. <laughs> you know, like these are the high level conversations that are happening. Well, it reminds me of that uh, Simpsons episode where they're like, well, uh, we need to find out like the effects of space on uh, ants and tiny screws. You know, <laughs> right, right? Well, I mean that. I mean, I think they have taken ant, como se dice, ant farms. They've taken ant farms into space, which is like okay. You're getting there, but like roaches and spiders, bro. Like that's the, that's the next step. Like I don't understand why we haven't done that. And I think that's we're scared because we know, like we know what what happens if we're wrong about that. Right. Then spiders come back pissed. <laughs> Again, I'm scared about spraying for spiders because they might come back and be vengeful. Like, can you imagine the punitive retribution that a spider would do if you left him in space and he came back? He did a full revolution. What, what if the spiders know this and they're like, hey, like we're on Earth keeping all the other shit reined in so that when it gets to space, like it, we're, we're, we got you covered. Like what if they're the ones who are Whoa. the last line of defense? You know? Seriously, that would make they're, sense. They're the Dothraki in the fucking dark, you know, long night. Well, and they purposely took the form of something that is so anti-human that we yeah. would resent it. Like, like, that's like a Sisyphean. That's like Greek tragedy. <laughs> like, like they did that for us. They took that L for us. The, uh, you're turning me around on spiders, Max. Like, I mean, all of this is unsubstantiated, but <laughs> you recoil at first, but they win you over. I think that what we need to give them the ability to speak. I mean, because if we're talking about land mammals, or not land mammals, animals on land, rather. The spider does look like the one that looks extraterrestrial. I think that's why we don't respond with it. You know, anything with like a face, we've, we've talked about this before. Anything with a face, we feel at least a somewhat spiritual kinship. Yeah. Kinship, yeah, absolutely. Because we can at least look into its eyes and hope that like whatever you're seeing in me should have some calming effect. We know that because we have dogs and we have cats and we understand that on a micro level, right? But uh, yeah, it's it, it would be this incredible feat. This, um, I, I, uh, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I got so on hype about this. <laughs> I want right, them well, to be the saviors. Fucking phone up Elon Musk. He's in your neighborhood, probably. And, uh, well, this is this is how we got that wild wild west spider. Someone else was like really about spiders. Like they're the last not- line of defense. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get ahead of the fucking curve. Gonna get ahead. Oh. Of- 
Well, because yeah. that's I think that's what it is. I'm thinking about the people who made a smart investment early. Now, you and I, post-apocalypse, we're going to be fine. We have our camel business. We're setting that shit up now, okay? Right. But yes. there's got to be other Carnegies out there, post-apocalyptic Carnegies, who are already seeing the writing on the wall that are just amassing an army of spiders for the afterworld. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just, I, I do want to say like off the top here that I'm really glad <laughs> that we aren't the ones who have to amass the army of spiders, you know? I would never do it. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's my, here's my question is like, are you, are you more averse to spiders or wasps? Oh, I have no, I have no, I have no existential fear of wasps. My fear of wasps, yeah, my fear of wasps are they they sting you. That's it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think it's like maybe the clearest example of the difference. Yeah. Well, it's the clearest example of the difference, the different types of fear. I think people think, oh, you're scared of something. It's in the same. Um, no, there are so many different weird subcategories to fear. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, fe I'm adverse to pain from mm -hmm. a wasp. Here's something. Spider bites don't hurt. Like they don't, you, they don't even itch. You find them later and you're like, ah, shit. You know what I mean? Like they hurt if they're really, really venomous or whatever. But right. so you don't worry about fear. It's something else. You would put that, that spider fear in the higher tier, right? Than wasp fear. fear. Way, way higher. Not even in the same mountain yeah. range. Yeah. yeah. 1% of spiders versus a hundred percent of wasps. Like they're all dicks. No, I agree. The math is not in favor for my irrational. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I am an yeah. adult who looks at my fear and knows it's irrational. That's why I'm kind of like you. I will say this, like recently I've been less scared of spiders, I guess, but it's also been because it's been cold and I've seen a lot fewer spiders. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's whenever they're around again, I'm just like, there's too many. And if they at any point just start talking to each other, it's over. Like we're done. I told right. when, when we talked about the, the spider lady who took care of that spider for years, the reason sure. that conversation even happened was because I read a fact that said spiders eat 1 million pounds of meat every year. If they right. wanted to kill us, they could. There would no be there'd be no skin on a human within five years of all the spiders on the world were like, fuck it, let's do it. Right. Or, but they all collectively decided, hey, you know what? Leave them be. Let's fucking just get the rest of it. Do you think that the well, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I am fascinated to really kind of seriously approach this topic, which is to say that like Literally, do you think it's just that people lack, like like other species lack the ability to critically think to the point where they could say, hey, there are way more of us. Like if we get spider Facebook, we can mobilize and we can get together. And I think that that's the only thing that keeps us as the superior beings is the ability to communicate. Like we're outnumbered. Yeah. 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 We have Zuckerberg and they don't. And that's the only thing that is stemming the tide of a fucking arachnophobic insurrection. That might be the first positive mention of Zuckerberg in a decade. Yeah. <laughs> By anyone, not just us. We don't even spend much time on that fucking, but yeah. No, and we should, we ought to, but it seems like such a, you know, a Sisyphean task to take him down. Yeah, Hitler lying right there and he's dead, but whatever, you know. Right. We have horse Hitler also over there trying to bring up his horse army. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is horse Hitler an Italian? That would be, that'd be cool. Like, Hey, we got fucked over in the, in the, in the first one, but in the squeakle, like we gonna come out hey. strong. That's, I feel like the Italians get the short end of that. People don't hate Italians. 
the way that they hate Germans for, for World War II. And like, it's not like they were passive people who went along with it. They were like, fuck yeah, you're killing it. You know what I mean? I mean like culturally, what are the Germans offering us aside from Volkswagen and Mercedes Benz? You know, like as opposed to Italians, we got pizza, we got pasta, etc. <laughs> olive oil <laughs> i i will agree with you that i think rome right romans italy gets by on their history like no one wanted to eradicate italy because they're like well fucking caesar and you know they have levees yeah. and shit that's pretty cool like you know yeah. aqueducts that those are nifty but it's like with the nazis like the germany had only been around for like 40 fucking years at the time that that the holocaust happened that's what's also insane you want to talk about the most yeah. successful young nation of all time they were, they were committing holocausts after 40 years by any metric. That's an, <laughs> 40 episodes without giving some props to the Nazis. And I'm giving props to Germany, not to the Nazis. <laughs> Just because they happen to be Nazis is irrelevant, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're out there. They're doing it. I mean, they were <laughs> where they are. I don't know. They're going to come back. I've been hearing chatter, bro. They're making a comeback. Hey. Yeah, yeah, they're on the upswing, you know. It, it's the the classic political pendulum of like Nazi or less Nazi. And we're swinging right back to Nazi, baby. I like that. That's an actual like. Those are the only two. The pendulum only swings between the two: Nazi, less Nazi. And usually, we're still mostly on the Nazi side. That's the truth of it. Like the Nazis be running around. The fact that there's ever at least one Nazi means we're more on the Nazi side than the Nazi. You add Nazis with an Italian accent, it makes it way more adorable. I agree. I, I guess what I'm saying is that it's interesting that, and granted, maybe because they didn't have camps, maybe that's the difference. Italy gets by on like, oh, you know. Germany, like that's has, Germany has uh, camps and bratwurst and Italian <laughs> has, oh, and fucking pasta. All they need. A thousand yeah. years of history. If Germany had the Amalfi Coast, I bet you we wouldn't be so shitty to them. I bet you. Like, it's because that's where dreams are made. It's because they right. shot the American over there. Clooney went there, for fuck's sake. The Clooners? G George yeah. Clooners? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Was Tenet shot in Germany, or was it shot on the Amalfi Coast near Conca de Marini? I'm going to be really honest with you. I still haven't seen Tenet. I watched the first oh. 10 minutes, and Yo. I dipped out because I was like, ah, this gives me a headache. You got to watch it. It's not great, but you got to watch it. I don't know how else to explain it. There is one line in it where it's like, no, dude, no, no, fuck you. Nolan wrote a script and got to page 70 and was like, there are no stakes in this movie. All right, let's try to fix that with one line. And it is such a impossibly bad line. And it's not even its own line. It's not like a character looks to the camera and says line. It's some other character says something. And then a character says, including my blank and then okay. you're like holy shit so like okay sorry go ahead so it's not like a will smith in suicide squad moment where he goes what are we some kind of suicide squad <laughs> there's no part where someone says uh what is this a tenant no that never <laughs> happens you're <laughs> You're lucky, but it's almost as bad. And I want to give Nolan credit because Nolan is a fucking wonderful director. I mean, this is what we keep saying, like in desperate need of a script, someone needs to write his fucking scripts. I don't understand what he's doing. <laughs> like it's, uh, like he it's, it's a bunch of fun. Making, yeah. He can't keep making Dunkirk, but I kind of like wish he <laughs> Dunkirk like, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they like get back to the other side yeah. of the beach. Nothing's happening. <laughs> 
two Why hours. Uh, speaking of John David Washington, I did see Malcolm and Marie. Hmm. No, I skipped it because people were shitty, but then people were so shitty that I wanted to swerve back and watch it. It's bad. Oh, is it? Oh, that's not good. Why? Yeah. Is, well, you Are you a fan of two-handers, like, traditionally? Because yeah. we like it in theory, but I don't know how many two-handers you actually like. I, I I like anything that can kind of like play as a theatrical production, you know, mm-hmm. and like this does, it's written as that, but it's just not good. And it's by like the fucking guy who did uh, Sam Levinson. Yeah, Bar- did- Barry Levinson. Oh, no, it's Sarah- Sam Levinson. Yeah. Barry Levinson's yeah, the kid. Guy who yeah. did uh, uh, Euphoria. And like, yeah. I've recommended that to you. And like, I, I really do like Euphoria. And he's been able to do like some quarantine episodes of that. They're like stunningly good. Um, and I've heard her similar, very, very contained and mostly just conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I, I would almost recommend those to you in isolation, but like this was just uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Is it bad because there's a meta contextual element of it? I, I know that it seems like he wrote it a lot in response to critics viewing his work. Okay. So you remember the scene in a marriage story where, or marriage story, not a marriage story where uh fucking uh, Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson have that epic climactic fight. Yeah. Can't forget it. Yeah. Imagine that, but with no pretext or buildup for an entire movie where mm. you don't know anything about these characters and that's the entire movie. And it's just that scene playing out again and again and again. That's a uh, fucking Malcolm. It's rough. I mean, is it so? Is is it a failure on a writing level? Because one thing I'll say about John David Washington in Tenet is that I felt nothing for him at all. Like I, I thought it was a very bad. Like, yeah, he's an interminable asshole in Malcolm and Marie. Which, like, I'm not sure if like he's just an unlikable performer or if he's mm-hmm. written as such. But yeah, not not so not so good. Sucks. I really like Zendaya, and I didn't until I watched Euphoria. To be honest, I was really sold on her as an actress when I saw that, and it sort of made Mary Jane and all the other shit she did a little bit more like okay, like she's yeah. doing something. <laughs> but but so that's my point. I feel really bad because I was really happy that she won her thing, and uh, it seems like he can't get a break. This John David Washington uh, can't get yeah, a break. He's, he's doing fine. But yeah, like like you said, Zendaya is out there doing it, much like uh, Roach Nazis or whoever else. You know, <laughs> they're out there. They're doing it. Why did you Why did you compare that that fucking wonderful, lovely actress to a Roach Nazi? It's called bringing it full circle. You know, there's nothing. That's the, you didn't connect a dot. What are you talking about? You ripped a page from another connected dot fucking book and then connected it. I'm going to be real. Uh, I'm drunk for the first time in a year. <laughs> and I'm doing my best, all right? You know. You want to talk about that? Listen, neither of us have been drinking, which is like people yeah. freak out when I say that because I guess that's my identity, but I don't like that. Uh, and so it's weird that neither of us have been drinking much during quarantine because I like to drink out in the world and there hasn't been a world to go out to. Uh, how is the alcohol making you feel, guy? Uh, pretty drunk because it's yeah. the first had it since uh new year's of 2019 so here i am i'm out here i'm in uh florida right now Uh, oh yeah it's her 60th birthday you know when is that so i can say something it's on sunday okay cool cool yeah how do you feel about that you have a mom crossing that threshold that's pretty interesting well, I mean, my dad crossed the uh, the seventieth uh, birthday threshold last year, so it's like I'm kind of like used to it at this point. It's old sure. hat, 
you know, but it's still like a little strange, you know, it's got me thinking about the past and all that. It's weird because I know that I'm 30 and I know that you're 30 because we're born in the same month and the same year, but it's one of those things where like, I don't feel any older really. So to know that the people that sort of raised us, <laughs> well, definitely raised you and sort of raised me are like hitting this thing where they're going into their seventh decade is a little like, holy shit. You know, like yeah. it, it becomes more real that, oh, every everyone's aging constantly. Passage of time, man. It's a, <laughs> it's a real motherfucker. <laughs> we got to end this now before it becomes like, <laughs> my hands, my hands look so old. <laughs> I looked down at my hands and they were an old man's hands. I'm actually looking forward to that. Old man hands, that shit's cool, man. Honestly, though. And, yeah. you know. I've thought about this and I had a coworker named Megan who, who always said this and she was younger than me. And she was like, I can't wait to be an old woman, you know, where I can like fucking just chill on a rocking chair with an iced tea, be old as fuck. And no one can ask anything of me. <laughs> and at the time I was like, all right, whatever. Like you're 21, but now I kind of get it. Like I'm, I'm kind of with Megan. Yeah, I mean, I only get it for Silver Fox purposes, which I found a, a gray in my beard and I freaked out for 10 seconds, but then initially and then immediately swerved to like, oh, this is all I've been waiting for. Permission, <laughs> permission to be the best version of myself, which is a cluners. <laughs> I wish, man. Like, why not me? You know, I think that all the time. Like, he, he, sure, I don't have the career that he has or the roguish good looks that he has, but whatever. You know, it's a mentality. All you got to do is land on a procedural and then play Batman <laughs> and then do a bunch of indie fare. I feel bad Why? for that. Clooney does have such an interesting, because as much as he wants to say that he's an outlier, that he's different from everyone else, it's literally he got on a fucking show and then parlayed that into a movie and then had a movie career. It's everyone else's career, but right. he pretends he like he the first like couple of movies <laughs> he was in. He was like, oh, I don't know about that Batman nipples on the bat suit, but yeah. Launched him into the goddamn Clooney yeah. stratosphere. Do you think that's it? But that's a Clooney thing. If you badmouth the film as an actor, generally it blacklists you. People get shitty about it. He talks shit about bat nipples, and people say, people literally point to that as a moment that saved his career because it yeah. showed that he had a sense of humor about how bad that movie was. And I'm like, that's actually really interesting. I'm, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know I, if that played a big role or not. He was like 20 years out from it. So maybe mm. like that's like the statute of limitations. You know, you do a couple <laughs> of good night and good lucks and the American, right. whatever. You win an Oscar, you can say whatever you want at that point. Yeah. I think. If you help out like Sudan and you win an Oscar for a political thriller, like you can do whatever you want. So you just got to do that and you're good. You're golden, baby. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah, that's no it. Fresh. Yeah, that's well, that's easy. He won Best Supporting Actor, bitch. It wasn't Best Actor. That's easy. We can totally do and that. And let's be really real. The only reason he won that is because he gained 30 pounds. And people were like, oh, the hot guy. <laughs> I, okay, can we talk about that weird thing? I've never understood why we give props to people gaining weight. Gaining weight, very easy. You eat food. Yeah. <laughs> and good food. Like, it's not like it's bad tasting food. To lose weight, I've always been impressed by the people who lose weight because losing weight requires a lot of discipline and eating stuff that tastes nasty. But we, we treat them like they're the same. Yeah, yeah, but we treat them like they're the same. As if body transformations is the same thing. Fuck that. You got to eat fried chicken and pizza for three months and I'm supposed to treat you like, this, like anyone who lost a bunch of weight? Fuck you. And the only one who I will give credit to is like Christian Bale is because he's done it the other way multiple times, you know? Right. 
he did vice but he also did the machinist where he was only eating an apple and smoking cigarettes whatever he was doing yeah the machinist diet which i like at one point is like that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna eat because <laughs> i was like i already drink nothing but coffee that's, that's great <laughs> i was like i'll just do that i mean look at that physique and it's just like rib, rib bones are showing and shit yeah. so yeah maybe not the that's healthiest the, way to lose uh, weight as they say in always sunny you know that christ on the cross look you know oh yeah <laughs> got those abs <laughs> right like i think look if that didn't have to be a standard bearer for beauty jesus should have thought about that before he got on that cross he knew what he was doing he was becoming a fucking sex symbol by being on that cross and that's his fault have cosmo back then they had just stone etchings and he's (laughs) gonna get in there (laughs) the fucking oh yeah god whatever three Uh, fucking days of this But can you blame them? There's crucifixes on every adorning every wall of every church. There's crucifixes right. on every middle-aged woman's goddamn neck right now. Jesus had a plan. He had a vision, and he executed that goddamn thing. The whole time, he was like, man, this is going to be great for my core, though. <laughs> you got to give it to him, man. He's a forward <laughs> thinker. It's going to cause death, but my core is going to be lit. He thought ahead, and now his core is still adorning the walls <laughs> of middle-aged Catholics throughout the world, so... Good on him. <laughs> Got to get that Jesus physique. It's literally a physique you can point to and be like, that's what I want, the Jesus. Right.